Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we um, dust off our Bibles and uh, pour ourselves a drink and try to find some levity in the wildness that is the Word of God. I'm Tori. I was raised like fundamentalist, evangelical, homeschooled, did all of the Christian y things that I was supposed to do, and got kind of tired of it, like not working out the way that. I was told it was going to work out. So I left and now I have a podcast where I just talk about all of the ways that the Bible makes me feel. And I also have a co-host. Yes. uh, My name is Justin. I also was an evangelical for many years. I didn't just read the Bible. I taught people, told them to read the Bible or God wouldn't like them. Or Oh, oh, well, it was really more like, you know, you don't have to do anything. Jesus paid it all. But, you know, Jesus does like a tip. So, you know, you should reach. Get a job, Jesus. Bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bootstraps that. God needs money. You literally don't have a job. <laughs> You're just, all these women are bankrolling you. Come on, Jesus. What a slacker. No, I don't know Sugar that I mamas. ever really did any of that. But I was definitely, I was told to, for sure, in my mm-hmm, evangelical mm-hmm. spaces. And so, yeah. And I... It didn't work out as advertised for me. And then I started being like, I don't feel like I can sell this anymore. So yeah, I left ministry and now I have a podcast where, yeah. I, you have a couple of podcasts about leaving. Yeah. Whereas I share, I share my feelings yeah, no, about it. For sure. Oh my gosh. It is. It's like there should, if there was like a white on white version of get out, it would be evangelicalism. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> like sneak in your friend to like youth group and like not saying anything about it it's like hey we're gonna get you saved what is it about white people trying to lure people into weird situations <laughs> and entrapping them trying to destroy their lives spiritually oh emotionally or physically or all of them yes it, 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 that's our culture exactly. oh god oh my god yeah that's white culture yeah. luring people yeah you, you know like that's like it when people talk about the Confederate flag, you know, they'll, you know, they'll say, why do you fly a Confederate flag? And they'll be like, oh, that's my culture. Like, oh, so your culture is slavery. Like, no, no, my grandpa. It's like, I, I mean, honestly, it kind of is our culture. Like, it's, you know, it's just yeah. fair, fair. I, you know, I, I used to make fun of them. Now I'm like, you know what? At least you're being honest. You are not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. <laughs> like so, your culture got killed before it went to kindergarten, but you're yeah. not wrong. Not wrong. There are seasons of like Disney shows that are older than your culture. <laughs> than your culture. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Alas, we are. We are. We're all Confederates. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you were born into this country. Honestly, in, in this country, conservatism consistently loses, yet always wins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, how does that happen? I don't know. It's almost like it was structured in such a way as to give certain people an advantage. Yeah, it's almost yeah the you know like democracies say, do. You know the, the the your machine is perfectly designed to give you the results that you're getting. <laughs> and, and which that I mean that seems kind of evil to me. Which well, I feel like, I feel like is the perfect segue. Indeed, to, it is uh, all of the what, evil. In the world. Yeah, to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take kind of the whole episode. It might be a shorter episode. might be a longer episode. No one knows. We have ADHD. 
things happen. ADHD is our version of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So we just sort of follow it wherever it leads us. And you might not ever come home. I guarantee some of my ADHD squirreliness I attributed to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. 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 I feel a reason. I feel I feel a tugging of the Holy Spirit to turn left randomly. (laughs) Like, no. Did you do that? I, you know, I think I probably did. And, or just like, a like, cause you hear stories about people like, Oh, I turned left. And then there was a homeless man and I saved him or something, you know, I, just like some weird, like random dudes. Like I felt God pull, t- t- pulling me some me direction to, yeah. oh, God. and then uh-huh. something amazing happened. So I think I would just sometimes randomly just be like walking around like, Oh, I, I want to turn left. Why? Why? Maybe it's Jesus. And it was never, never nothing ever happened. It's like, well, there's a dead mole on the road. Like why? <laughs> Like, thanks, God. I guess I needed to see this dead animal. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Some people have amazing stories. I don't. So, so we wanted to talk about evil a bit and because, because it exists. Maybe. Maybe. Um, It's hard to say. It's hard to say. But I, I think we were definitely taught as evangelicals, like why evil exists. Um, you kind of just going to chart a little journey for you as to, you know, maybe what we were taught as kids and maybe what you were taught as kids as well. And also like why that maybe breaks apart and then maybe where, what is a good way to frame the concept of evil now? Cause I mean, there are things that happen that are, that at least feel evil. And how do we, how do we, how do we frame those things? How do we, how do we access the emotions necessary to process them? And then how do we fight them? in ways that are actually helpful. So when you were young, Tori, mm-hmm. let's imagine Tori, maybe six, seven years old. Oh, I was so cute. I'm, I imagine so. <laughs> and Aww. like what, like, and something bad happened and mom and dad would explain to you why bad things happen. What would they say? Well, I mean, it kind of depends. Like <laughs> if, it, if it were, if it were the first Iraq war, it was just cause like, we're the good guys. So we get to do the shit. Um, <laughs> so sometimes it was like evil exists because we need to do a bad thing because us doing a bad thing preemptively keeps more bad things from happening. Right. So we need to cause harm preemptively to prevent harm from being caused, which, oh my God. Okay. We need to spank you to prevent you from killing someone. It's like, like, like that. See, then that like, can, can we come back to that whole thing of like, if yeah. I weren't a Christian, I would be a serial killer. Like why? Yeah. Like, let's come back to that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I absolutely, like, I was a kid with a lot of questions pretty much all the time. In retrospect, my mom probably got really tired of me asking questions. Now as a parent, I realize I may have exhausted her on some days. Uh, I got real shitty answers though. So yeah, like kind of started in like the garden of Eden, like, you know, the devil tempted Eve, then Eve tempted Adam (laughs) and then boom, like all, all the shit goes downhill from there. And it's like, again, what kind of setup do you have? If, if like taking, taking like, I don't know, a pomegranate is what sets off like billions of people being killed in like mass genocides over thousands of years. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. House of Cards was constructed here. Can <laughs> right. I, can I talk to the person that made it? I'm like, I have questions like, like really serious. Like, why aren't you at the Hague? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, like I was, I was very concerned about, about people being harmed. Right. Like I'm an Enneagram eight, like I'm very kind of like justice oriented and yeah. So people being, people being harmed, people experiencing injustice and then like being given these really awful answers about, you know, like, well, God, God's in charge. Right. But like, if God didn't give us free will, then, you know, we couldn't choose him. He wouldn't know who chose him and who didn't. And it, you know, I'm like, why, like, why is our, why is our free will like not constrained at all? Right. So it's like, we can, we can cause any amount of harm that we possibly that, like that's, that's accessible to us. Right. Takes no, takes no skill, takes no effort, takes no money to cause harm. Yeah. And, and we're um, anyone and, can do it. we're enabling people to have the tools in this country at least we're enabling people to have the tools to cause more harm than mm. they ever have before yeah and yeah, lo and behold absolutely. they do absolutely so yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I remember I would, I talked to my grandma a lot. Um, I was with my grandma a lot just growing up and I remember, you know, asking like, okay, like, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. Okay. The devil tempted them. Okay. And then, you know, where did the devil come from? Like all oh, de- the devil was an angel, you know, he was, you know, Lucifer, he's the best angel and he, you know, rebelled against God. And I'm like, okay. Um, so who tempted Lucifer? You know, like, yeah, you know, just yeah. the genuine, like, like he, he did. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, he did it. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, and I remember that really confused me. Like, yeah, like, so is there another Lucifer out there? Like, or Lucifer, like, you know, <laughs> being that tempted Lucifer? Like, where did Lucifer get in his head that he could, you know, rebel against God? Yeah. And then, then the next question, and this is like, I feel like maybe we were above average intelligence generally, but I don't know that we would have been classified as geniuses or like the freakishly intelligent people. And we were able to pull this apart pretty quick Mm -hmm. as seven Mm -hmm. year olds or eight year olds. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Cause I remember, I remember thinking like, okay, so God made it so angels could fall. Like, why would he do that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, because to me that like, even that right there, like, Angels don't have free will. That well, they was... did until God realized it was a bad fucking yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, because that was another thing too. They were like, "Oh, angels have free will." Oh, now they don't. They've, uh-huh. they've picked a side, you know. But humans still have free will to just for you know, reasons fuck each other over all the time, you know. Yeah, and that always that always did not sit did not sit right with me. And I remember kind of being worried about whatever was out there whatever weird you know i i didn't have that language then but whatever like thulu monster was out there oh my gosh <laughs> that yeah. was like some greater yeah. evil that the bible was like not talking about <laughs> i was very concerned oh my gosh yeah that just wasn't that was never a satisfying answer and and yeah those answers about like free will and i gave them too like i i will freely admit oh, like as a pastor i gave them too you know because you know that you grow up in it like well i guess this is the answer another one that i got was that yeah free will is bad uh, and this one I actually latched on for two for a little bit, but it was the idea that yeah, free will is bad, but God is after a specific type of result or person. You know, God is a gardener, if you will, and trying to to get a certain type of person or being is for them is for evil to exist and for them to resist it. And so, like, I mean, that's that that's not a, again, that's not a satisfying answer, but it feels like there's a little more of a plan than. Yeah, we just got free will. Hey, folks, this is post-production Justin coming to you. And just want to apologize. We lost about 10 minutes of audio due to some technical issues. And rather than subject you to the garbly garble, we're just going to cut that out. So we're going to take a quick break for some capitalism, and then we'll get back to the discussion. Thanks. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like it is like, well, God is on our side, and that's why evil doesn't happen to us, and evil happens to other people because mm-hmm. God's not with mm-hmm. them, you know. And and then that becomes a very easy way not to just it. not think about yeah. things. And you know, and psychologically, mentally, I, I would say they don't worry as much. <laughs> that's fair. You know, like a little less they don't concerned. Have as much stress. Just some, just you know, you know, God's with me, and uh, obviously not with them. So they just need God. And case closed. And and that's just not a satisfying answer. I mean, for most people, that's not. But but that's also that puts so much on God too. Like again, like you're making this system, and you are just choosing to not mm-hmm. intervene. Right. Yeah. You know, and and again, when you talk about free will, like children born in Yemen do not have free will. Like I would say most children generally Uh don't have a lot of free will or or agency, you know, just they're, 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 they're at the mercy of their parents and their situation. And so 
why why doesn't god intervene that like intervene until someone's 15 yeah and then all right you're you're fucking on your own like <laughs> i mean even that would be an improvement to whatever the system yeah. is that, that we find ourselves absolutely in. absolutely and you know and then you get the you know god's ways are not our ways and you know whatever like and and i'm okay with that but then like let's not call it love right like yeah just be if honest whatever god calls love is so beyond my comprehension of love that it feels like hate let's just not call it love let's have another word here for whatever it is that god has for me in in this system and 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 calvinism steps in too to make a a very brutal mechanistic but logical case it's like some people make it some people don't yeah some people you know and if you were born into a shitty situation and you die a horrible death like well you just weren't one of the elect like and that's that's horrific and to that God, I say, fuck you all day long. But at the same time, I, there's a certain appeal to a mechanistic cosmos. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, they're just as deterministic, if not more than any atheist or evolutionist that they would accuse of the oh, same thing. You know? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. More so even. More um, so. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the God predetermined everything. God's writing the, God's writing the story. And... Well, we need it. We, I mean, this is getting kind of derivative. We need, we need a new, some new writers. Oh, God. I, saw, I saw a tweet that said, okay, so Top Gun is the top movie. A Kate Bush song is the top song. Um, <laughs> and we're at a, like a proxy war with Russia. Like we're just going to do 1986 over again. All right. Like, all right. Well, right. you know, yeah. Bring Reagan back. Zombie yeah. man. Yeah. That's what I was like. I was like, this, this, whoever's writing this, I hope we get a new writer for 2023 because this is getting pretty the terrific. The show is getting real old, real <laughs> yeah. fast. It's rehashing old plot lines. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, something that I was actually kind of struck by when we're talking about like the, the scope of evil and like these like really sad responses that we were given, how much suffering that, that the US caused globally was actually like, those people were sinning. I think Haiti is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way that like we signed on to demonize them, to exclude them from, from, from like the global economy and still haven't done anything about it. And it's like, well, those people are evil. They worship the devil. Like that's yeah, they made why a pact with, they made right. a pact with Satan. Right. Cause that's the only way you can beat a master who's like whipping you and tearing your family apart is like, if you make a pact with Satan. Which is, I mean, that that is really interesting too, right? That it's like the only way to beat white people is to partner with the devil, you know? Like, no, it wasn't to, I, I, at least for me, it wasn't to the same extent, but like there was a very kind of similar thing with like Vietnam. Anybody who resisted the West more specifically, <laughs> more broadly, was like demonized and it's like these people are evil. They worship the devil. They're communists. Like, this is how Satan gets a foothold in a country by people having a place to live or something everyone's taken care of it's awful like no no we cannot have this but yeah i'm like i'm really i'm actually really struck like this never occurred to me before but like the people suffering because of our like global like international policies was always like their fault because they made bad choices you know which i mean depending on your depending on your moral calculus like like not going along with the u.s could it's like that's gonna cost you something. <laughs> Cuba was like yeah. we're 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 hating Cuba and we're still hating Haiti. Um, and there's just like these kind of it's like it's them, it's them, right? It's like my politics, capitalism, that's what Jesus wanted. Like anything else is from Satan, and we have to stop it. Containment. Sorry, I'm a nerd. <laughs> No, it's fine. I, you know, I think it, being unsatisfied with these answers, like what was a, like a turning point for you? I think always these answers didn't sit well with me and, and, and with you, but there's not sitting well, right. but I still went to still church. Went along with I it. still got mm-hmm. a theology degree. I still, you know, just kind of like, you know, I'll just wrestle, wrestle with the wrestle in the tension or just, or, or even trust that there was a nuance there or a, a revelation from God or just a level of faith and trust that I just wasn't, wasn't getting yet. And so that, that's kind of how I was, I stayed in it. And, but the, you know, obviously there was a turning point 
for you, like what, what was that point where you're like, okay, no, I, I will, I will no longer co-sign this. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of it was, so one of the first things that happened was like, I was, I was years ago. I was, I was in my kitchen. This was, this was like kind of, I think this is might've been like the first crack in the shelf, which you will learn about when you watch under the banner of heaven. If you haven't already, I was like thinking about the verses that talk about like honoring your parents. And I was like, you know what, actually that's, that's wrong because some parents commit harm. So there is no way that this verse is universally applicable. I think that was like, oh, oh, (laughs) if this verse isn't universal, because, and that's what they tell you. Like this is, they literally tell you, like, you have to accept all of it or you're rejecting all of it. Like there is no in between, like you can't kind of pick and choose. And I think that like where you and I have landed at this point, we do kind of pick and choose a little bit with the Bible, you know, not to say that we're like believers or anything, but we, there are parts that we were like, yeah, we fuck with this like all day long, comrade Jesus. And uh, so that was like one of the things, but then realizing that like, after I became a mom, realizing like God is a terrible parent. Like we literally have an episode that we called God is a bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. God is a bad dad. And you right, did nothing right. wrong. It's, you know, and I'm, I'm having these conversations now with, with my kid. Cause my, my co-parents are, are Christians. And so, you know, I just, I generally, like, I try not to get into it, like, unless they bring it up because I don't want to be accused of like trying to have some like undue influence on my children. <laughs> evil atheist mom. Um, and so, you know, but they, they, they ask me these questions too of like, okay, but like, so God could do good stuff. Like he could help people, but he just does. He just chooses not to I'm like, you know, I mean, I, I really liked what you said about us, like maybe being kid geniuses, like even kids who are not geniuses know when something is real fucked up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I, 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 you know, I think I test pretty high on intelligence, but I'm like this, this, I was seven. Right. So I was <laughs> no. not that smart and I could You're still like, this is off. kind of go like, uh-huh. there's something off here. And I, I'm, my kids are, you know, nine and, and six and they're like, yeah, that, nope. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't get mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, my, my kids are nine and seven and it's, it's the same. They're just like, okay, so what you're saying is that Christians believe that like God was really angry. And so he had, he had to kill somebody because he was real mad. He's like, yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, well, that, that's not cool. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, like, I mean, what, like, what do we do when we have conflict? Like, what do we do as a family? And, and it's like, we're going to, we're going to sit down we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out like, what's going on. We're going to respect people's bodies and boundaries. And that's like, that's how we solve this. And, and God is like, has every, every single opportunity, every single situation, like can manipulate anything to have any outcome that he wants and like more outcomes than we could possibly imagine ostensibly. And like, he chose violence. Like he chose to kill his kid you know, I, you know, I, I, I was really, I was really struck by like, like the idea of hell, I think was kind of like the next thing to go after that first, like, oh, that, that can't be right <laughs> moment with the Bible. I think that, I think that hell was kind of like the next thing where it was just like, this is, this is inordinate. Like there is nothing proportionate about like even, even, even sending Hitler to hell, right. He's our, our go-to bad guy. At some point he will have like done his time. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and it's just like, no, like if you happen to be born in the wrong place, wrong time, you're just going to be on fire forever. And then once again, that's framed as a good thing, right? God does it. So it's good. And it's like you said, it's like, we don't understand, like God's ways are higher than our ways. And like, God's holy. And so he's got to do like all this, whatever. Nobody called it purging. They should have called it purging. It's like the purge. <laughs> God has to be the purge. It is kind of like purge morality. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that it is like kids, kids pick up on this stuff. Right. And there aren't, there aren't good. That's, that's, what's interesting. Right. It's, there aren't even good answers for like seven, eight, nine year olds. <laughs> And it's like, oh, like, okay, if God, if God were a parent, like, and we're told this, like God, like father, God, like that's how we're supposed to pray. 
Yeah, I still believed I still believed in Santa right. Claus. And you knew, old, but I didn't right. fuck around with a lot of this Jesus stuff. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, like like I believed that Santa Claus was was real 100% and like all of the mythology around that like that was real. But I'm like the devil tempting you. Right, right. Know. There's like, some I mean, there's some so, holes. Like, that gives you a, like, story. Santa's a lot more airtight. <laughs> like I go to bed, you tell me he comes. There's I wake stuff. up, there are presents here. There is stuff here, and it is attributed yep. to this person. Yep, uh, this is evidence right. to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. It's it's so true. I I pray to Jesus to find my lost sneaker. I go to bed. Lost Still sneaker lost. is not there. Still lost. <laughs> like, uh huh, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, I mean, I may have I've probably brought this up before, but like one of the examples that I give my kids often is it's like, am I? Would I be a good mom if I got a gun, loaded it, put a round in the chamber? left it in the middle, like left it next to the remote, like the TV remote and just took off and was like, okay, I'm leaving. Don't touch this gun. Cause it will kill you. And that will be really bad for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can, you can, you can use the remote. You can watch the TV. Don't just don't touch this gun. That's all I'm asking. It's a very, like very low stakes here. Like I'm not asking you for a lot. You can go nuts, like do make, make popcorn, like watch a movie, whatever you want to do, but like, don't trust the gun. It's like, am I a good parent? If I like set this up, right. It's not even like, oh, my kids stumbled onto a, like, I don't know. My kids like found my like weed gummies or something. They haven't. I'm just like saying as an example of something that could harm them, that could be left out on accident, but like, yeah, on purpose. And then like my favorite my favorite thing, the thing that I'm stuck on right now about that particular story in the Bible, like, like, is that, so God, like, God, like sets this thing up and he's like, you're going to die. So like, don't, don't, don't eat this, whatever. And it's like, nobody died. <laughs> it's like, so and it's like, oh, it's spiritual death. Doesn't say that. That's not in there. <laughs> doesn't say that at all. I don't know. Like, it, well, and that's, that's a misunderstanding oh, of mythology because I think for sure. <laughs> the idea is that like they would, would eat of this tree of life and become mm-hmm. like God. Like, I don't know that Adam and Eve were inherently immortal. Uh, yeah, it's, it is fascinating. And it's also one of those things that's like, you know, going back to your gun illustration, like how many days would that, would that gun sit there before it went off? Kids are you curious. Know, like even, yeah, kids are curious. So even if it's like, four days, five days, nothing goes wrong. Eventually right. it's not going to just sit there. Like just probability something totally. is going to happen. It's like, I come back every night and do bath time and then take off. Again. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's literally what this story is. Yeah. You go for a walk with them. Adam, talk and about their day were children and the leaf. In every sense of the word, except for like their physical bodies, ostensibly like they were children. And they were left not not with a thing that would like kill them physically, like a thing that would like destroy all of humanity, like all of humanity would suffer. And it's just like, I put this thing here. Don't touch it. Bye. <laughs> it's like, you're... yeah. Or even like you may be able to touch it later, but not right now. Bye. It's like, I intentionally set you up to yeah. fail. And then I'm going to punish you when you fail. Yeah. To uh-huh. me, that is evil. Absolutely. Like that is that's terrible <laughs> right. parenting like that's and honestly i i think that that is a good way to judge any story about god christian or not honestly if you want to even just you know like would a good parent do this yep uh, no no you know or would a good parent be this vague you know like if if i if i said okay there are rules i have so many rules um, you guys so with yeah, I've got so many rules. I'm going to tell you some of Just them. real quick, because I got to go. <laughs> and uh, but I'm only going to tell one of you, though. <laughs> no. Like a game of telephone. But if you break any of them, even the ones I haven't really told you about yet, I throw you in the basement forever. Would a good mm-hmm. parent do that? Mm-hmm. Like, it, no. I've left you rules. They're all in Arabic. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. They're hidden <laughs> right. throughout exactly. the house. <laughs> 
some of them are in the walls. So like, please don't, please don't bust shit up when you're trying to find it. But like, they're around, mm-hmm. you know. You can kind of infer from here. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that. And that was that was it for me. And I think too, this is this is somewhat of a not quite on evil, but it it happened for me on what well, was when I don't know if do you remember the Chick Fil A day thing that happened. Yeah, so uh, for those of you that had the blessing of not knowing, Justin will never uh, ruin that for this you. This was when I will now ruin that for you. You know, there was a the founder of Chick Fil A said some homophobic things, was called out for them, and like, hey, that's homophobic. That's not cool. Uh, just on called out. Like this was even before like Twitter was really big. I mean, so it's like he was not canceled at all. This that wasn't around then. That culture had not happened yet. But then, you know, all these all these Fox News pundits got all upset and they 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 said we ought to do a free speech Chick-fil-A day, you know, celebrate free speech and activism by, you know, buying Chick-fil-A. Homophobic chicken. You know, which again, the, the the Republicans answer to everything is buy more shit. So 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 it was just this day that was organized and it just became this very ugly cultural moment to be like, you you really think that you're standing up for free speech like what what is it and that's when i begin to question like what does teaching this thing that lgbtqia people are evil or warped or make you know lifestyle choices whatever the flavor of their theology is at that particular moment what is it about teaching people that what does that do to them to make them so oblivious to the harm that and they're so eager causing? to be antagonistic and so eager to be yeah and so like that was when the wheels really started turning for me. That was like, and I think even then, maybe I would have just said the way it's taught. Like no, I might not, uh-huh. I don't know if I was fully affirming at that point, but I was just, I, that was when I was really beginning to being like, okay. So, you know, and again, I was, I was still a Christian. So like I was, I was, you know, as, as, as the apostle mm-hmm. Paul encourages us to do measuring mm-hmm. the fruit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. testing the spirits and being like, okay, so this teaching, obviously it, it does terrible things to LGBTQIA folks. But it also does terrible things to straight people, you know, like it, it it turns you into this like weird, you know, person that is that is eager to do evil and call it good. So that's when I, I began to really go like, hmm. And, and yeah, the, the parenting thing, you know, we've covered that enough, but that was a big one for me, too. Like I like I would never want to harm my kid. And, and there are there are there are pastors that use their kids in these really weird illustrations. There was this awful like summer camp that I went to where like one of the pastors like brought his kid up on stage. Like, thank God this kid was maybe like two or three. Hopefully they have no cognitive cognizant memory of what this and like held them up and was like, this is what love is like that, that I would sacrifice my what? kid for what? you, you know, what? like, yeah, like, you know, you know, and, and I think he even said like, I wouldn't do that for you, but that's what God does for you. You know, like, I'm not giving you my kid. That's ridiculous. That's terrible. Why are you but setting God did up it, so these good. like very weird examples you know? of things that are not going to happen? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like yeah, he even like grabbed his like son's hands, like not in a not in a way that hurt his hands, but in like a like mimicking nails and hands yeah. kind of way, you know. And I just remember, I remember being like, oh, I don't know, I don't feel like I don't feel good about this. Yeah, this was like a at a summer camp, and it's just like yeah, this, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. What is teaching people about the redemptiveness mm-hmm. of violence? What is that doing to them psychologically? And uh, we're seeing it all the time. So, I mean, and that, that too, to me is, is evil. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think that that's true. And I think that's kind of like, uh, I think that's a good, a good like point to kind of come back to like, I'm constrained from doing evil because I am a Christian. And if I were not a Christian, who knows what I would be doing right now? (laughs) It's like, you really, you really think you would be, you really think you'd be a rapist if you like weren't a Christian. Cause I'm, I'm now I'm concerned already. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you failing yes. to admit to yourself? I think that there, that's like the disconnect here is like, maybe you're not being honest with yourself. And if you were to be honest with yourself, yeah, like you do want to hurt people. Like you do want to cause people harm. Yeah. There was a, um, Ricky Gervais who has, is, says other problematic so, things. So this many things. For, for Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. So many things. But in this one instance, I feel like he had a good response because someone, I think someone asked him like, okay, you're an atheist. Like what, what keeps you from, 
you know, raping as many people as you want or, you know, killing as many people as you want. He's like, nothing. I do kill and rape as which many is... people as I want, which is none <laughs> at all. Like, which is the best. I mean, he's still not great. But that's a great ways, reply. Like, that is such a great reply. Like, I do. I do. I kill and I rape and I, I steal as many, I, all that I want, mm-hmm. which is not which... at all. Now um, I'm like, okay, so the person asking this question is assuming maybe because of something going on in their own brain, nervous system, subconscious that like everybody wants to like commit murder and rape. Yeah. Like, and the only thing restraining you is like, well, I believe in God. <laughs> Somehow I feel like, like that's not going to cut it. Like, <laughs> that's really... No, I got a feeling, you know, the power's going to go out for a couple of days and you're going to be like out in the streets. We're going to uh-huh. be in some dark times here. We're going to be in the purge real fast. Yeah. And that's, that is, that is an, it's, it, well, and it's assumption mm-hmm. about human beings, mm-hmm. like that we are just naturally destructive, that we're naturally, that, that our natural state is just to be these terrible things. And, and I think given the right circumstances, we're all capable sure. of terrible things, but like if we're all taken care of and we're all emotionally and, and mentally healthy, most of us don't want to just kill people. Turns out. Turns oh, out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, you know, what's really, really interesting too about this that I don't know that I've never necessarily pointed out before, but universalizing this idea of like you, like you would, you would be a domestic terrorist if it weren't for Jesus. Right. Like you would be like raping and pillaging and like whatever, whatever. And like the only thing that keeps you from doing that, like this being taught as like theology, right? The only thing that's going to keep you from like making these awful decisions that like harm a bunch of people is becoming a Christian, right? Like, like following Christ. But what's interesting about that is like, they have now made the bar so fucking low, right? That it's like, okay, so, so what, what, what's like, what's like medium, like what's like a medium sin? Because it's like, you're going all the way down to like the, the biggest, baddest shit. It's like, that's who you would be. Right. So then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, sexual assault maybe doesn't look like such a big deal because it's like, I would be going out and like killing people if it weren't for Jesus. Like Jesus has constrained me to just sexual assaults or whatever. Right. Now I just grab people's asses. Totally, totally. Because they make the bar, there's no bar. (laughs) It's like you were all on the floor. You were all like predisposed to. Like, like the assumption is that, and we are, we were taught that we were like going to commit massive, like acts of harm. If like, if it weren't for, for, for Jesus, if it weren't for like getting, being a believer or whatever. Right. It's never, you know, and I think that they kind of have to catastrophize because it's not like, oh, you just like live, live a normal middle-class life or whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't, you know, that's not really, that's not a super compelling argument to like get people to sign up for your club but I'm, I'm like i'm really fascinated by this like you can be this wild mad right. max character or you can be jim down the street in the beige box <laughs> like jesus doesn't jesus doesn't want you to be mad max that's why jesus died something something no i think i picked mad max at that point. oh god oh my god right and it's it's but i'm, I'm like i'm really fascinated by this like we are so depraved. We are so evil. Like the only thing that ever constrains us from harming everybody that we can be in any kind of proximity to is, is Christ. Yeah. And, and then that it, it begins to break down. Cause you're like, well, how is India a relatively stable <laughs> country, <laughs> you know, or, or any, I'm just, I just pulled that one out any of the country hat, that's like, like not predominantly right. Christian. And you know, like, well, that's just God's grace for, you know, constraining evil, you know, if, if God wasn't, you know, putting his hand up, you know, evil would just take over. And I'm like, well, why don't you just wipe out evil? Like you can, if you can constrain it a little bit, you could uh-huh. constrain it a lot. Seems, I mean, it seems that way. You know, yeah. It seems, seems that way. And, and again, it just it continues to break down. I, I do find it fascinating though, that, I mean, I think I think you and I, we would define evil differently now, but I wouldn't say that it doesn't exist as a, as a category of acts. There's like, there's things that are bad and there's things that are wrong. And then there's like, that's fucking evil. 
and so I, I think I still hold it as a category. I just feel like it's, I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think humans are evil necessarily, although we can be evil. Certainly. I don't think that the devil is, I don't think the devil has a lot of work to do. Honestly, I think we gave him a lot way too much. I feel, much like, the, I feel like the devil's the know, only one clocking in these days. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, maybe he clocks in. I'm like, I've done such a good job. Like I can just let this shit coast now. We're just gonna we're gonna let them coast now. Give them atomic bombs. Let's see how long this oh how long this goes. You know, like you know, but, but honestly, I think a lot of Christians would frame that as like God's wrath or something. I don't know, but yeah. So how how do you define evil now, or do you even? And I guess even how do, how do you then frame your life uh, or not frame, frame your life? How do you frame it in such a way that you can actually like do something about it? Because, uh, you know, the Christian impulse is to frame evil as like that's something demons do. It's like, well, th- I can't fuck around with that. I can't I can't fight. Yeah, there's that. nothing there's nothing like, that can be done except there's nothing to, to do. Yeah. They just yeah, we, we thoughts and prayers like he's going to demon. Absolutely. So so how do you how do you then like take it out of this realm of the mythological and make it something that's like, oh, I can actually do something about this or right. we as humans. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, this is something that I have like legitimately been struggling with. And I, you know, I've, I've talked about that this on like previous episodes, like, I don't even know if I believe in evil. Like what would, what does that m- term mean to me now? Right. Cause it's kind of like based in this morality framework that's within like a religious construct already. What I would say Though, like, as since we're having this conversation, it's kind of occurred to me that I think evil is like intentionally causing harm or unintentionally causing harm, but having so much power that you don't, you're, you don't see it, you can't see it, or you don't have to see it. You can just peace out. Right. So it wasn't like a premeditated, I'm trying to hurt people, but maybe it's like a, I'm not going to vote for this bill. And I don't see the impact yeah. of that. You know, even though I have all of this power. Yeah. So, so I think that like, that's how I describe it. You know, it it definitely is kind of, it's, I think a lot of people, I think mental health issues kind of get blamed a lot in like, like in wider culture for like the problem of evil or whatever. And then it's like, there are, there are people who are uh, being obstructionist just because who could be like, Literally all they have to do is like sign their name to a thing and like fewer people would die. And it's like, well, he's, he's a nice man. He goes home and like plays with his grandkids. And like, we give people who are committing like these, these really, really serious harms, these like acts of evil, but it's like, they're respectable. So it's fine, you know? And, and I think that that's, I think that's what drove a lot of the like the entire Trump presidency, right? Is that it's like if you put if you put evil in a suit and be like free speech, all of a sudden that's it's not yeah. it, that's not what it is, right? Like you can turn it into something else. You can you can frame it in a way that's just like, well, I think for myself, right? Or I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. Like I'm just going to tell you the truth, you know. And, and so it's like. Either, either like intentionally causing harm, which is a thing like, you know, that's, I think what we think about when we think about like Hitler, right. <laughs> you know, or Andrew Jackson for like, you know, more applicable to our particular, you know, that's like intentionally harming groups of people just for your own, you know, because it's like, we're better than them. That's all. But also I think that, that like massive harm caused by negligence, massive harm caused by the fact that you have so much privilege that you can't see who's being harmed by your Uh inaction or your action. But I think frequently, like now it's like, we were talking about this before we started recording. It's like just not doing anything is sort of, so that's how I would frame it now. Yeah. Like seeing, seeing a problem and doing nothing like, but having the resources to do having the power to do something and choosing to do nothing because, because it might cost you or it might not be the right thing or whatever, like, like a thousand reasons people give. Yeah, I, when I think about, I, I think about evil in those terms, I think that's, there was kind of getting to not, not scholarly, just philosophical, like Hannah Arendt's, her ideas about the, 
the banality of evil or that that evil would, could be commonplace right or not just conniving like in it like what, like what you were saying in a suit like you know this was her reacting to nazi germany and i think in nazi germany you know people people still say like you know this was demonic this was evil the act of this evil person the depraved person and and it, and it was evil and depraved i'm not we're not holocaust <laughs> right. deniers like we're not like you know this this was was full-on an evil thing but what her comment was like, these were evil things that were done, but the people that did them were, she described um, Adolf Eichmann, who was in charge of like the concentration camps and like the transportation of millions of Jews. She described him as terrifyingly normal. He's just a normal guy clocking into a job, very removed from, you know, what yeah, was actually actual going of, on. Of what he was and, doing, yeah. You know, so... Like, and so like, she's actually arguing that he performed evil deeds, but really without evil, without malice intentions and yeah, without malice, like just completely oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. In in the sense that like, I'm, I am doing a job and I have to transport these people. These people are enemies of the state. And so as a good, as a good patriot, as a good worker, as a good, you know, member of the party. I I'm going to be as, as efficient with this as I can. Yeah. Like uh, I'm going to create a system that, that works. And, and so I, and I think that was, and there was a lot of criticisms for ideas, but I, I, to me, that really latches onto this idea of, you know, the indifference, mm-hmm. our, our bureaucratic indifference creates suffering and that, and that to me is evil. Yeah, and and that's that's what we're seeing with you know a lot of the the mass shootings and things like it's you know obviously there is you know there is a shooter there is a person that that made a bad choice you know but but there is a system that enables that there and it is a system that is largely indifferent to the suffering of these children the suffering of hundreds of people every year that that doesn't do anything that is what I would define as evil but that also gives me hope in a sense that like we can rearrange bureaucratic systems. Right. You know, cause we made those, we made those systems. This isn't like a heavenly system that operates in the ether somewhere that like God knows how to operate, but we don't. And he's just like, well, sorry guys, this is just the way the world works. You know, like we, we have the ability to, I mean, we got to raise hell to do it. I mean, it's it, right. It's not going to just happen. You know, I think that we're really in a place of sort of, I, I guess like stagnation, in terms of in terms of like that piece of it, right? That it's just kind of like there are a lot of people who are, you know, at the end of the day, kind of just sitting around living their lives because it's you know this stuff doesn't affect them either, right? Like Jewish people had neighbors who also got to just like punch in and out, go home, make dinner, play with their kids, have sex, go to bed, like just do it all the next day, you know. What, what, like while their neighbors are being put in camps. Yeah. Like, well, did the, did the Goldsteins move away? Like their house is empty, you know, like it just right. like, you, you right. could just, you could, right. you could just like, and you like subconsciously, you know what's going on, but you're just, your conscious mind just doesn't register. Well, it's cause it's like, I have my own life. Like there are things happening, right? Like my mother just got sick or like, we just had this massive bill show up out of nowhere that we have to pay. You know, I, I think that it's so easy it's so easy to just be like, well, my, my life, like my life, I'm, I'm caring for people, right? I'm caring for people in my family. Like I'm being a good neighbor and a good citizen because I show up to work every day on time and I work really hard. Right. And, but, but still right? like proximate to you, people are literally being living in terror and you're being a good citizen. Like that's, you're doing the thing because that's all that's expected of you. Right. <laughs> like that to me, like that disconnect that you're describing is fucking wild. Yeah. I, I, all of the signs say that I'm doing good. So why would I stick my neck out? Like, and I'm and already doing everything that's expected of me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that is such a, it's a wild thing. And, and I think that's where that critique comes. And I mean, it definitely drives me to drink sometimes. Well, because, because again, I think to kind of marry it all together, the, the problem is, is our theology that we were given is such a, doesn't really have systemic critique anywhere in there. 
Right. So yeah. like, and that's why we're seeing all these people push against like critical race theory and all these things. And I think probably because they just don't understand it because it's like, it is a systemic critique. It's, it's a critique of like the system that we've created in the United States is biased towards certain people. And, you know, those people are white and maybe we ought to be mindful of that. Like, to me, that is not to, like, to me, that is not a, a racist thing to say. That is not a, to me, that's a statement of fact, like read the constitution, mm-hmm. like, like black people were not even full people. Like right. it's it, right. like to say that it's not ingrained in our, in our laws and in the system of government of governance to me is ignorant. But I think going back, I think it would be like, yeah, no, like evil is not systemic. Evil can't be systemic. Evil is what individuals do. Evil is do. what demons yep. do. Evil is what even evil is what the communists do. You know, evil is something that that collections of individuals do. It's not like there's no system of evil. And that I think that's where I think a lot of hopelessness comes in when it comes to change, because it's like if people can't see it, then we can't do anything about it. Right. You know, right. like, like yeah. yeah. The, the solution to mass shooters is like good guys with guns, you know, for, so it's, so, it's, be, it's so, being the Patriot who punches in at 8am every single day. Like you love your family, you love your kids, got good health insurance. Cause you're lucky. And like, and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It was like concealed carry. And like, you know, you're showing up, you were a hard worker, right? Like you invite your neighbors over for, for drinks or to play a game or whatever. Right. Like you're, you're like friendly, you're, you are open and you benefit from a system that requires like the oppression of people, but like it's, I can patriotism and like my religious affiliation are sufficient, right. To make me a good person. I do not have to be concerned with anybody who is being harmed by the system that I'm benefiting from because the system doesn't exist. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so there's no system. You know, this there is, is just, no system. This is just putting, God's way. Right. Exactly. It's like I'm like this is the, my input. I'm doing the things I need to do, and I'm getting the output that I need. And anybody else who is not managing that is like not putting in what they need to put in. Right. And again, it's like they make it this like just hyper fractured, like hyper individualist. I'm a good person because I because I'm a hard worker and I have a family and I take care of them. And like, that is as far as like goodness goes, like it, it basically stops at my front door, like we talked about last week. And I, you know, I think that that is absolutely, I, I mean, like, like you said, I think that there's like, there's something kind of helpful about that because it's like, you can go and you can have conversations with these people, right? Like most of these people are not actual terrorists. They're just people who benefit from a system that was designed to cause harm so that they could have like a slightly easier life. So, I mean, I think that like in that respect, it's like, okay, like you can help, you can help people to see things, right? Like, and, and sometimes you can't help people to see things, but you can ask questions. And like, sometimes that lasts a lot longer than like pointing something out. It's just like asking a question because like that kind of becomes like a little like brain worm situation of like, all of a sudden I have to ask this question now, every time this comes up in my head. Right. Yeah. And also something that on my other podcast, uh, Revcovery, uh, Sarah brought up, we were talking about something similar to this, but framing things is like, oh, I used to think that too. Mm -hmm. Like not in a condescending Mm -hmm. way, but in a, in a way that, that is, I used to have the exact same beliefs and and XYZ changed my mind. And I, I think I had that conversation online this week. Yeah. And oh, I think I know who that was with. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, but I think that that, that is an important thing too, to show that like, like I used to be you like I, and that, that is a certain kind of solidarity as well. Like it, finding the, those bridges to be like, Hey, I, I see, I, I used to think this as well. Like what you're, what you're saying makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Giving, giving mm-hmm. your inputs. Right. Exactly. And I give you another one <laughs> right. to consider. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, us, us that are, have deconstructed those that are, that are deconstructing these ideas about evil and the deconstructing all of these ideas, I think we can come across a little condescending sometimes. No, oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I, I know I do. I, I know I, I'm certain <laughs> right. I did. Um, <laughs> and I think I've actually had a comment from somebody that was like, like condescending back to me in the sense that like, you used to be a total asshole about this stuff. And now you're trying to be nice. Like. <laughs> like, I, I really am trying to be nice now um 
but but I do think that it, it we have to find as much safe common ground with people if we want to actually convince them that what they're doing is evil. And and I emphasize safe common ground. This is not like a oh that girl should have gone on that date with that boy that ended up being right. a shooter. Like that's right exactly. No, that's no, that is not what I'm saying or implying even safe common ground with with people that you can have a relationship with that can see this because i again this is a human system and the shitty thing about that is it's a human system that a lot of people benefit from so it's going to be hard to fight but the good thing is it's like we're not we're not like we're not fighting against god here we're not fighting against right. the devil either right. like we're <laughs> we're fighting against a, a system that that i don't even know that anyone living architected on their own right absolutely. This, absolutely this is the world we're in and and we can decide and organize to try to change it and i think that that to me is in some ways a lot more hopeful than if we just pray hard enough god might lift a finger to help us and that's that he seems to be very disinterested yeah uh, yeah in he, he seems opinion. very disinterested <laughs> in helping us and that's not even that i mean i still i still in some ways believe in god although i think categories like being and consciousness really fall apart when you start thinking about something like god so this doesn't even preclude belief in god necessarily it, this is just more like the belief in the evangelical like slightly more powerful than superman god <laughs> that we were given that does nothing I I do reject that God and I do call that God evil or at least lazy. <laughs> like give me some of that power and I will, I will. He's re- a good Patriot. He punches in, he does what he needs to do and he gets the fuck out. Yep. He, yeah. He, he lets people live their lives. Yep. I do my shit. You do your shit. We're fine. Everything's good, baby. You know, I mean, deism was a logical, like the founding fathers, like fucking deism was like a pretty <laughs> logical conclusion given, given <laughs> what they had. We're nothing good. is happening here right. we <laughs> no are one on is intervening own, so uh-huh. we're just gonna make our own country <laughs> oh man anything else to add about this in this rambling long but i hope informative uh episode about evil it's a different mm-hmm. episode than what we usually do but sometimes you yeah figure it, out. it is sometimes i yeah i feel like this is this is good i mean i think that yeah just continuing to have hope like not checking out resting but not checking out yes yeah. yeah, I think that's similar to like the safe conversation. They're like, don't check out, but be well rested. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, an important absolutely. caveat for sure. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. So I... if you liked this podcast, please give us a five star review uh, wherever you hear it, whether it's, you know, Spotify or Apple or Google. We're not. We're not picky. Not picky. Just five star <laughs> reviews. That's 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 the ask where you do that is is on you. Totally up to you. I mean, don't, don't do it on Yelp. That's not going to help us. <laughs> <laughs> that should be great. Hey, if there's like I this random, Yelp. like created. Like, <laughs> Yelp page for our podcast. Oh my God. A single five-star review. <laughs> no, um, don't waste your time with yeah, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't. But if you do, let us know. But don't. Chances are actually that when this podcast airs, our Discord page will be up. And so this will be one of the first episodes we discuss on our Discord, uh, which is uh, kind of fun. So future Justin ought to get on that. But current (laughs) Justin is confident that it'll be done by then. No, this is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. I really I really hope that future Justin is looking out for past Justin. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Past Justin is really past Justin is the one that's the asshole because past Justin (laughs) is the one that's like future Justin will take care of that gonna handle that shit yeah, it's gonna fine. handle that uh so uh that, that'll be up and if you want to join that you can join our um patreon patreon.com slash go home bible sign up for any tier and you can get access to the discord as well as other goodies and things if you want to follow us on instagram or twitter that's at go home bible uh, if you want to follow me on twitter i am justin d gentry on instagram i'm justin dot gentry trying to be more active on instagram i don't know if it's working We'll see what happens. Uh, Tori, where can the folks find you on the things? Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tori Glass. So when I'm on, which fits and starts for sure on Instagram. But yeah, yeah. it's like a lot. And then nothing. And then it's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm I'm in my a lot phase. Cool. Maybe it'll stick.
Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, have a wonderful week and uh, we'll see you around. Bye. Bye. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.